Welcome to First Turn, where we play board games for the first time and discuss our immediate reactions. It's like book club, but for board games. I'm Eric, and with me is Kate, Kiwi, and BP. Hello. Guten Tag. Hi. Is it German? Yeah. Today we're going to be playing Seize the Bean, designed by Andy Couch, Dylan Howard Cromwell, and the artist is Mario Fernandez Garcia Puglar. Published in 2021 by Quality Beast. You are a seasoned barista, and you're sure you can run a coffee shop better than your boss. So you quit your job and open your own cafe in the wonderful diversity of Berlin. The only problem is that all of your friends, a bunch of pretentious baristas with ideas above their station, <laughs> Jesus, have done the exact same thing. <laughs> Who of you will create the best cafe in Berlin? The mechanics are card drafting, deck bag, pool building, hand management, set collection, take that, and worker placement. And the box mm. art, Kate? Um, yeah. Wow. So there is, um, I don't know, like, where's Waldo kind of looking? Yes, cover. that's what I was going to so say. Yes. And um, a big coffee cup in the middle. And yeah, so very... Like, where's Waldo, the cartoony, just people just stuffed in there, mostly focused on their faces. I don't know how to describe the ti the title and the font there. Um, Being horrific? It looks, like a yeah. it looks like a sugar cookie almost, like the way it's raised, like it's made to look like it's raised up. Like some kind of like... A biscuit? <laughs> yes, a biscuit, if you will. Where's the biscuit? The yeah, title. A British biscuit. Yeah, British, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was yeah, I was gonna say tea biscuit, but I wasn't quite sure. <laughs> Everybody, who's your favorite person in the picture? I'm gonna the the operatic oh, uh, Viking, too, yeah, yeah, lady. <laughs> uh, but there's one guy with a straw that I thought was a hockey stick at first, but it's definitely a straw. He's like right oh, below yeah. the cup. He's I was focused on him because I was like, you wouldn't put a straw in hot coffee. That's that's disgusting. Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe it's iced coffee. Not in that mug. No, you're okay. True, that's fair. <laughs> Found a dog. There's a dog. I'm happy. Okay, <laughs> this is making for a great podcast. Would you pull this off the shelf? Yes, I love coffee, and the the cover is fun. Um, yeah, I hate coffee. It's disgusting. I would not pick up this one. <laughs> oh wow. Okay. Okay. Like, Tell me how you really feel about <laughs> coffee, Eric. Somebody else to play it with me. <laughs> I also enjoy coffee. Uh, the description sounds, I, I love the idea, like pretentious baristas. I feel like, though, I know so many baristas who are not pretentious, but uh, I do get that kind of stereotype. The box art, not necessarily my style, but uh, the mechanics sound interesting. So I'm in. Wait, deck building sounds interesting to you? Uh, well, not that part. The take that and the, uh, okay, the take that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I mean, I don't dislike coffee, but I don't drink it anymore. I, I drink primarily tea, um, but I do like the, the box art. The box art is actually what kind of like uh, drew me to it because this game was recommended because I was trying to find a game with some certain mechanics and this was recommended uh, to fit those mechanics. Um for a thing that I'm doing at work. So when I saw the cover, I was like, okay, now I want to play it. And then I read the description. I was like, okay, it sounds interesting. So I like I liked the idea of the theme. And I like the art. So yeah, I think I would pick it up. All right. 
How do we think it's played? All right, so we're all clearly competing baristas. I'm obviously the correct one. You guys have ideas above your station. You oh, wow. don't even right. drink coffee. You yeah. are not. But I think yeah. that makes me like, it's like a drug dealer. You don't taste your own product, right? <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. Wow. Okay. If you wow. think the product is disgusting, how do you know how to make a good cup of it? I don't need to make a good one. I just need to market it to dumb people who like coffee. <laughs> wow. You just need to say it's gluten-free and has <laughs> soy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, Eric has the pretentiousness part yeah. down. I'm just playing the game. <laughs> uh, well, obviously, we're drafting things. So, so wait, what are we collecting when we collect our hands? Are we collecting like beans, beans milks? I think your hand is going to be ingredients. So are we you're starting be... from scratch? Do we need to acquire a cafe or we have a cafe? I think we have a cafe. Okay. Good. I think we're okay. making the coffee is the goal of the game. Oh, is it going to be like uh, the Austrian hotel one where we get to also serve cakes? Because I feel like we should also serve cakes. I'm hoping it's like that one because I like that episode and I want to. We were just talking about that game yesterday. <laughs> um, I don't. I think it's going to be ingredients to build to make a cup of coffee, and then that's going to be uh, the the set collection is going to be the output of that. I don't know what worker placement is. Mm. It's a, worker well, placement and deck building don't usually go together. Maybe you go somewhere to get specific types of cards. So mm -hmm. I guess you're going to go place, maybe to get ingredients, which are going to mm -hmm. be cards, that then you're going to make it. Uh, so the uh, the history of uh, Deutsches Café. Uh, well, I just went with uh, coffee in general, and I'm not going to get into the uh, kind of legendary origins, although it is kind of interesting. Um, really, what we have for the history of coffee, I mean, will involve Germany, which I thought was interesting in that we went to Berlin because... Uh, Germany was one of, I, I like, I don't think of Germany and think of coffee, right? Like Italy, maybe France, maybe Turkey, maybe, but not Germany. Also Germany didn't really get into coffee until the 18th century. Whereas, um, the Ottoman empire was definitely one of the first kind of written records that we have for coffee and coffee drinking. There was a little bit of, um, in fact, um, kind of back and forth in uh, in the Ottoman Empire or surrounding coffee, speaking of like treating it as a mind altering substance. And so uh, sometimes it would be banned uh, because even if it was a mild effect on the brain, it still did have right um, altering effects to it, similar to at, as many of these early modern civilizations uh, focused on similar to alcohol. And so um, in Europe, it would that would be seen as kind of a positive. Uh, but in kind of some of the early circles in the Ottoman Empire would be seen as negative. And in fact, it was early on associated with the Sufis who would gather together in coffee houses um, and were sometimes kind of against the traditional uh status quo within the Ottoman Empire and so had this kind of negative association in going to coffee houses. 
Um, what's interesting and what I bring up with coffee houses and coffee in general in my classes is that by the 17th century, it does uh, make its way to Europe and especially coffee houses in London. Um, they also, to a certain extent, from some of the upper classes, get this reputation. Uh, they're kind of termed uh, penny universities in that, you know, coffee uh, was seen as kind of this equalizer. Anybody could drink it for fairly cheap. It was this alternative to going to the pubs. And it was there that uh, people really started to talk about, right, intellectual type topics. Uh, and it's kind of fascinating because then if you think what's also going on in the mid 17th century, when coffee drinking is starting to become popular, this is also when the spread of all sorts of new ideas like uh, John Locke, Adam Smith, you know, like the, the founding of the Enlightenment. And so there's this direct link, especially in, in Western civilizations of coffee and the Enlightenment. And um, what's also fascinating about that is that then it also gets linked to the whole Atlantic system and the spice trade because it's the Dutch in their kind of monopoly of the Southeast Asian islands and uh, some of the other trade networks in the Indian Ocean who find um, coffee uh, merchants in Yemen, which was pretty much, uh, while not the origins for the plant itself, those uh, hands down have always come from Ethiopia, but just kind of like the exact like origins. Most of the written accounts really don't appear until the 16th century, but by, uh, by the 16th, 17th and 18th century, Yemen and the Yemenis uh, merchants were like they were the ones who were trading coffee um, across the globe. Uh, it would be the Dutch, though, who would take it from Yemen, uh, get some of the coffee beans and actually plant them for the first time in the Americas, uh, which would then, of course, link the Enlightenment, link coffee consumption to the Atlantic trade as well. Uh, and so to me, that's just this fascinating time in history to link all of these really global changing events together. Uh, and of course, as we know, right, coffee really does like change our, our, our world on a daily basis. Um, and it's fantastic to drink. Uh, and it's so fascinating because actually, right, it, it would spread across the globe. And my students love this topic because then they all bring in some of their coffee stories. Um, Brazil, by the way, is the number one exporter of coffee in modern times, uh, followed uh, closely by Vietnam and Vietnam, Vietnamese coffee is, of course, pretty, pretty famous. Um, there, there are across, you know, different varieties of ways of drinking coffee, which are just it's so fascinating when you start to get into it that I'm very excited about being a pretentious barista. Uh, except maybe unpretentious about it because there's just so much significance to coffee and coffee drinking in history. And I'll just leave it at that. I could go on. Obviously, I have in my classes. Didn't they steal the coffee bean too out of Yemen to like get it out? Because wasn't weren't it wasn't it like like illegal to actually take the beans like that that could grow or the seeds rather? Well, okay. Possibly. I, I always focus more on the social and cultural change aspects sure, of it sure, than sure, the economic sure. aspects. So I'd have to go back and. 
Uh, we are baristas who have opened a new cafe in Berlin, and we are trying to be the best cafe, and you win by having the most good reviews at the end of the game, and you earn those reviews, serving customers, upgrading your cafe, and winning awards. All right, the player who most recently drank coffee is the first player. <laughs> BP literally, literally just took a sip of coffee, like as I was reading the sentence. So, uh, but I do like this because there's a little blurb that says, if no one has ever had coffee, then the player who most convincingly describes the taste of coffee goes Ew. first. So I, I, I like that. Um, all right. And then the game proceeds over a series of rounds referred to as days until the last uh, good review is taken from the city or any of the city decks are empty. So each day is broken up to, into five phases, and the phases are conducted one at a time with players going in player order before moving on to the next phase. So in the action phase, in turn order, the players are going to place their first barista on an action space and resolve its associated action. Uh, they then do the same for their second, uh, but they cannot use the same action as their first barista on the same day. Uh, so there are six possible actions, so you get to do two of them each day. Uh, and these actions can also be upgraded as well. So we've got the resource actions, which uh, are acquire beans. And if we were playing this live, we could use the dexterity element because they have a little scoop and you would get mm. as many beans as you could scoop out of the cup with the scoop and get back to your cafe. Uh, but it does have an alternate that if you don't want to play with the dexterity or in our case, can't play with the dexterity, uh, you just get six beans. Uh, you can acquire milk, which will give you three jugs of milk or sugar, which gives you three bags of sugar. In the city actions, you can attract a customer from the city to your uh, cafe and you're going to put them into your discard pile. Uh, you can upgrade your pantry. Uh, so you, you put the customers in your discard pile? Yes, I will get there. Okay. All right. You can take any visible pantry upgrade from the city and add it to your pantry area. Uh, or you can take a, a, a style and you can, you can upgrade your style and you just take it from the city and add it to your style area. So that's the first, first phase. Second phase is hype. So we're going to take a number of new customers from our customer decks uh, based on our hype level and put them in a line in your cafe. Any customers still in line from previous rounds do not count against this. Five is the maximum hype. And if you earn any more hype above five, you get a good review instead. So that's phase two. Phase three, we're going to serve these customers. So uh, we're going to fulfill a customer's order by paying the resources shown on their card and in return will gain rewards. In turn order, players will serve their leftmost customer in line. When each player has done this, they will serve the next and repeat until all players have served all customers in their line. Customers may be happy, neutral, or angry. You can skip serving a happy customer, uh, but you must serve a neutral or angry customer. Customers you choose not to serve or cannot be served lower their happiness level. Mm. Uh, customers will have a main order and a side order and the side order can only be filled if the main order is already filled. And then you're going to gain rewards for orders fulfilled unless the customer was angry and then you get nothing. Um, all served customers then leave the line. Uh, neutral customers go to your discard pile. Happy customers stay in line and you discard one of their happiness tokens and you take a good review. Angry customers gain you a bad review. If you have less than uh, three bad reviews, then the customer goes to your discard pile. If not, they go to the city discard pile and leave your cafe forever. Uh, so that's phase three. Phase four, word of mouth. 
So customers still in line, pantry upgrades and style upgrades have customer group icons on them. And so you must choose a visible customer from the city that matches one of those icons in your cafe and then put that customer in your discard pile. And then at the end of the day, we're gonna collect all of our barista meeples, uh, the full cup, uh, which is the first player token is given to the player with the empty cup. The empty cup token is then passed to the player's left. There are uh, customers with who have a special ability that the empty cup could end up somewhere else. Mm. So the first player doesn't necessarily always go clockwise around the table. Uh, and then we're going to shift all cards in the city, one column to the right and draw a new card from each deck. Uh, at this point, the round and day is complete. If the end condition, which is either no good reviews remain in the city or one of the city decks is empty, uh, then final scoring is conducted. If not, then another round uh, day is played. Final scoring. So you're going to replace all your happy tokens with a good review, return a good review for each bad review, gain five good reviews for each cafe achievement unlocked. All your served customers are then grouped by their group icon and the players with the majority of that group, all players if tied, and they get one good review for each customer in that group. The player with the most good reviews is the winner. In case of a tie, the player with the least resources is the winner. And the tied player who went last in the original turn order would be the next tiebreaker. Um, and I can tell you what our groups of uh, customers are. We have hipsters, yeah. cyclists, tourists, musicians, startuppers, and party animals. Those party are our animals. customers. Yep. Okay. Uh, so that's all the rules. Well, let's roast. Brew. We just finished a game of Seize the Bean to recap. BP had 12 croissant points. I had 14 high quality coffee points. Kiwi had 17 cake points. And Kate had 27 hype points. Uh, winning strategy, Kate. Get some hype. <laughs> Pretty much my strategy to move the hype tracker. And then that turned into more good reviews. Yeah. And uh, Oma. Oma. Yeah. An Opa kicking out anybody who you yeah. can. <laughs> yeah. Using the grandparents. Yep. Mm -hmm. oh, oh, Oma was her her uh, good review farm. <laughs> and then Opa <laughs> just kicked out, out anybody reviews. that. Uh, that I couldn't serve. Couldn't serve. I tried to get customers that gave good reviews. And I saw that one that uh, the underground rapper that was easy to give. Like he didn't take a lot, but he got happiness easy. So I was trying to like feed and serve him a bunch so I could keep getting good reviews. I went for resources. I went for resources too. Um, Apparently it's not the winning strategy. Didn't seem like it. <laughs> I had a bunch of bike people, but like BP and I never had any of the, like, but the base hype. Yeah. So like I had a whole bunch of people that were going to be good, but they never, I never shuffled my deck to get them. So yeah, yeah same. Yeah, the cyclists seemed good because it would let you do some of your actions over again. Right. Which seemed like a, you know, you could get re free resources that way. Yeah, I was going to have so many resources and then just nothing, nothing came of it. Yeah. Uh, theme. Did you feel like a um, 
barista in barista? Berlin, Kate? Um, a little bit, yeah. Yeah, I felt like the theme was, was pretty strong. Like, you, it felt like a cafe. You didn't need to serve your customers. We were, you know, definitely using the names, like getting coffee, getting milk. Yeah, I don't know. I thought the theme was okay. Yeah, I agree with Kate. I I don't know if it was like in Berlin, if I felt that way, but I definitely I, felt I like I was running a coffee shop. <laughs> I definitely felt like I was running a coffee shop, you know, trying to serve customers and all that kind of stuff. So I felt like thematically it was good. Yeah, I, I think the Berlin came in the characters. There's a whole bunch of very Berlin-y. Berlin is a, a weird mi- like mismatch of people. And I think it kind of came up in the characters. Berlinish. I don't know. I'm sure somebody who actually lives in Berlin could would know more, but table presence BP. It's cool. Uh I like the meeples. I think I freaked out at one point. I was like, ah, oh, the meeples have aprons. Um the cards are all individual. Uh I mean the the cafe cards, I should say. The player mats, I guess is what you might call yeah. that. Some of the I mean, in in the art, I mean it's simplistic. It's not like, you know. Maybe, you know, golems or something, but they still have some flavor to them, um, characteristics, and uh, especially the pantry items. I was super into those, like Mm -hmm. the vintage moo, like vintage milk. Who wants vintage milk? You don't. That's not something you vintage. (laughs) No. Yeah. So, yeah. So I thought, I mean, I feel like if I saw this out, like, especially because it's coffee oriented, like even like the central board has um, has great looking coffee items along with it. And if there was a scoop that people were having to scoop their beans, yes, you're going to stop. Yeah. So I think that mat in the middle, it was a like a Kickstarter Mm. type add on that you could get. Uh, cause the mat doesn't really, doesn't really matter. Uh, but it definitely does look cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that was an add on. doesn't come in the base game. Yeah. I think my only complaint about table presence and I don't think it would have popped up. Uh, I don't think it would have popped up like if you were just walking past, but like all the good reviews were the exact same and all the bad reviews were the exact same. So I kind of mm-hmm. wish they had like, you know, this was a Kickstarter thing. So they could have made it where like one of your, you know, one of your tier levels, you could have written one of the good reviews. And I feel mm. like it could have been easy to, you know, to do that as part of a Kickstarter campaign. So it's kind of disappointing that they were all the same, but you, that's not something you would notice if you were just walking past. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It is surprising that they didn't though, considering the detail that went into like having the different pantry items and everything else, you'd think that they would have also, like, it seemed like they had fun with that aspect of it. So it's surprising that they didn't also you know, have some interesting variety in the good reviews and the bad reviews. Are we sure that's not completely a tabletop simulator thing? Looking at the rule book again, there are some examples of the good reviews that are very different than what we had in the game. So I think it's just, they just had a single asset mm. in the module. So. All right. Um, mechanics, Kiwi. Yeah. So, I mean, I feel like that these are mechanics that we've played with all the time. Uh, it reminded me a little bit of Taverns of Tethenthal, hmm. where, it, you know, the customers that came were from our deck, I think. Yep. I don't remember right. if that was the case. So, um, but I felt like it it did let you plan out a little bit, um, you know, because you would kind of know like, okay, this is what's in my deck. And so I kind of need to have these supplies. 
Um, so I thought that was uh, interesting. I thought the most interesting part was the, you know, being able to upgrade your uh, action spaces so you could get more stuff. I mean, you and our Eric and BP both, you know, you you could get thirteen coffee beans at one time, uh, which was similar so, to Taverns of Tiefenthal. You could also like upgrade your a little differently. This is just like cards you add on that when you upgraded like your cashier spot and stuff. Uh, that's mm-hmm. right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I I did like like that aspect of being able to upgrade the action spots. Yeah, I feel like you should have been able to upgrade the amount of actions you could take. Like, yeah, I think it that didn't was feel like there were enough actions. Like you, we didn't really do much in the pantry or the style, right? Because we always wanted to get resources. You felt like you always needed resources, and I think that like it was kind of my thing mechanically. Like, it felt very slow to start. Like, I felt like it was just like, you're right, we, you got to keep getting resources and keep just trying to get your basic customers done. Mm-hmm. That it was like, we never really hit any of the cafe or style upgrade bonuses because mm-hmm. we weren't doing that. So maybe it's just because we didn't know what we were doing. But I felt like I, the last turn, I was finally like, OK, I got the resources I want. Now I can do some other stuff. And oh, the game's going to end on this turn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I think being able to get an extra action would have been nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't remember any take that. I was going to say that mm-hmm. too. There's no take that. I, yeah, I think the only element of take that was the taking the empty cup. That yeah. Which is not the that. only time I actually <laughs> yeah. took it from somebody. I took it from Eric and then the game ended. So it didn't matter. Also, I yeah. don't think first player was relevant at all so nope. getting what yeah. you wanted from the middle if you were going to do that maybe but it's there's a the one drafting game the... like there's yeah. a five five option draft like i feel like there's always some other options to do mm-hmm. yeah um um rules learning the game kate it seemed pretty easy to learn um i guess maybe in the beginning you weren't, I mean, we did know who was in our hand, but maybe we weren't too sure about how it would play out as far as getting everybody served. Um, but, you know, after that first one, it was pretty good to go. Yeah, I think there's a lot of symbols that oh, we mm-hmm. still had a couple out there say. that I was like, we haven't even gotten to these ones yet. Actually, that's true. Yeah. Like, I just hit the light bulb symbol on the last turn. They really could have used a player aid for those symbols. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like remembering. Oh, because like I took some cards. I was like, oh, this one requires like super coffee, which is two beans instead of one bean. But I forgot yeah. what all those symbols meant. And then like the soy is two milk and uh, rule book side, though, Kiwi. Uh, so this rule book, it was la- it was laid out oddly. So the rules were well written. There was no like, you know, I, I didn't read a rule and got confused. My problem was, is the rules were in like this were in one type. But then the page would be taken up by examples and the examples just seemed more prominent. So it was hard to find where the rules were. The examples were good, uh, which I appreciate. But just the layout of like, I I feel like examples should be like less pronounced so that they don't like draw your eye directly to them. You get through the rule and then you should have like a little side box. Whereas this was like the example, the page was like all example and then the side box was the rule. So it was just a weird way to lay it out and it took me a couple like i it took a little bit to like figure out and and follow it um but the rules themselves were well written so and i think the only the only stuff i was going into the rule book for really was the symbols was the symbols yeah. and, and they had they had a page at the very 
back that would covered all of them. I think there were like ones, onesies or twosies where it was like, you know, can you do the actions in any order? And that was easy to find. So, yeah. Yeah. And BP was like, you can open up the PDF of the rule book, but it's like in a real game at a table, you're only going to have one rule book. So it'd be nice to have player aids and things like that so that you don't have to pass around a rule book or ask the person who has it. Or it's just always a pain when you have to do that, I feel like. And play, but player action. So we mentioned there really wasn't any take that. It's, and there were a few times where I was like, why is this not simultaneous? Like, it felt like there was a lot of mm-hmm. waiting for people when I could have just kept going. And I realize it's because you have to pull from the same center one, but kind of wish it were just simultaneous for a lot of that. Yeah. And I think there was a bit somewhere in the rules that said, like, there are portions you could normally do simultaneously. Um, and I tried to do, like, mostly it was like the cleanup stuff. Mm. Yeah. That I was like, like, okay, everybody do this, this, and this. But you're right that you couldn't really do it because certain things will trigger take a card from the center. Right. Yeah. I kind of wish they just maybe remove some of that so it could be simultaneous and just make the overall flow better. Because um, And then just have all of your triggered one at a time happen as like the end of uh, like the word of mouth phase and just have everything trigger there or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Kind of felt like it slowed the game down a bit. Anything else? Play interaction? Feel super interactive? No, absolutely not. That's why I was surprised when Kate had so many points because... I had no idea what was going on on the other side of the board. Yeah, the only reason I knew is because I was running the right. camp up simulator. Yeah, uh, you really didn't need to pay attention to no, what I, other people were doing. In fact, it was, was annoying because I had to go over and help you with your stuff. And I was like, I want to be thinking about what I should yeah. be doing next. I was um, only really paying attention just to like, yeah, to keep learning about like the yeah, symbols and like, yep. something like that. But you didn't have to. All right. Uh, would you play it again, BP? Trying to decide. At first, I was like, yes, because I like coffee. I liked making coffee and filling orders. But also, like, I just, they're just wanted more. That, that's a good way to summarize it. Yeah. So I'm going to go. No. I mean, I, I, if like it came up, like I probably would. But like, I'm not going to go <laughs> seek it out. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with no as well. I don't think it really fit exactly what I was trying to go for for my work project. Um, I did like elements of it. I did like it more than I liked Taverns of Tiefenthal. I feel like thematically I was more into this than I was the other one, uh, was that one. But I think I agree with BP where I, I wish there was just like a little bit more interact. Like the the way that it was described, it sounded like you know, you were going against each other. Mm-hmm. So I feel like if there had been a way to like sabotage people or maybe if, you know, resource, you know, the, the supermarket only has so much sugar that you yeah. can buy. So like limiting the amount of sugar you could get in a turn, like that would increase the the interaction because, you know, going first really would matter then. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm glad I played it once. I like it more than other games, but I'm not sure I would. I wouldn't say no if somebody else brought it out, but I'm not going to look it out, which I yeah. think is what BP just said. I'm <laughs> pretty much the same boat. Uh, I liked it better than Taverns of Tiefenthal. Uh, I thought it did some cool stuff. I was actually worried that it was going to be kind of like a brew where they were going to throw in take that elements where they didn't really belong because I figured it was going to be more of a Euro puzzly game. And I was like, oh, they're going to have take that that just sort of screws other people over for no reason. So I was actually happy that it didn't do that, but I would agree that a the description did make it intriguing if like a little bit more competitive. Um, I wish the game had started at the halfway point and then we got a few extra turns where I actually felt like I had something going. And I don't know if maybe if we played again, I would get it up and running faster. But yeah, I kind of just wish there was a little more interesting thing in there. Okay. 
Uh, yeah, I think I I agree with the. I'm not gonna seek it out, but I would play it again. Oh, but okay. Would you play it again? But I would play it again. Okay, so you're a yes. Okay. On the spreadsheet. <laughs> okay. I'm always a yes. I, I mean, it was fun. Like it was, I, it was really playful. Like it wasn't super interactive. But I think if we were playing in person, you could have fun with it in the same way you do like a, a cat lady or something. Yeah. Um. It it was a little bit. I agree with I think what Kiwi was saying. Like it was almost a little bit too easy in some regards. Like. I think we all only had like one bad review and yeah, like it, it just didn't seem, yeah. You or, seem to hit a really good winning, sh- sh- I think you kind yeah, of have just, broken the game already. <laughs> yeah. Like you're generating a ton of hype without having a lot of customers to deal with. Yeah. So you could just sort of And I ended going. the game probably faster because I was taking all those reviews. And- yeah. So it's kind of an unbalanced, like score spread was not great for, I feel like the style of game. Usually you want it within. A few points across. Yeah, I guess the only reason it, it's not like a enthusiastic yes is that if I'm in the mood for this type of game, I think I, I finally can say that I have other games that yeah. I would go yeah. to first. Like, <laughs> yeah. Now See, I was like the opposite or... of BP. I started at like a no and I got closer to a yes as we went on because I thought it got more interesting. Mm-hmm. But I, there were like maybe two more rounds. I may have been closer to a yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, that was uh, Seize the Bean. So if you have any recommendations of games you would like to hear our impressions on, just send them our way. You can do so via email at firstturntabletop at gmail or hit us up on the Twitter or Instagram at firstturncast. And the podcasting camel says as he just, he sips on his little cappuccino, like with his pinky out, and he says... Please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite podcatchers. We look forward to hearing from you. Play more games. This place is so good. I decided to never leave this place. This is like this super hyped place, but it's like you got to get past the old guy, though. He kicks everybody out. It's the charm. (laughs) So, Muklos, Mulokos Plus would get me hype and more sugar. Mm.